You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. gentlemen you can flee the country you can change your name you can stand over the gates of hell with tom petty because he's probably played doom before and just take it over but nothing nothing holly is drinking a seven up it'll do it'll do right well, hey that, that's a pun it'll do I was looking for Mountain Dew and there was none. Yeah, that's what she was scouting for when I you have, said, well, the Slim Jims are in the drawer. And I kept you know, staring at the fridge, like, and I kept looking at it, like, maybe one will just appear and I'm missing it. <laughs> that's what I was doing. And then you guys were like, no, the Slim Jims are right there, Holly. I'm like, no, I'm looking oh, for Mountain Dew. <laughs> but, you know, some people are addicted to drugs. Some people are addicted to alcohol. I'm addicted to Mountain Dew. And it's a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give it up. I'm in love with you. So get off me, guys. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, you know, some things just make you feel good in the morning. <laughs> right. There's nothing to do. Like, hey, whatever takes the edge off, mm. man. One day I'll quit. <laughs> Works for me. I don't even drink coffee in the morning anymore. Like, I'll drink a can of Mountain Dew. That, like, yeah. gets me going. Hey, coffee, I get all jittery and I'm like, Dew. I've never liked the flavor. Probably because it's just, like, sugar, water, and yellow food color. <laughs> <laughs> the, the messed up thing is that they had the so the good. what do you call them the throwback uh, Mountain Dews uh, the oh yeah uh, real sugar mm-hmm. instead yeah. of the fru- high fructose corn syrup I like those actually and I like the regular Mountain Dew better with the high fructose <laughs> corn syrup bring which back is horrible the, bring back the brain tumors <laughs> I do but you know what I like Coke in the bottle with regular sugar not high fructose corn syrup oh. I actually so, like Coke. But I like regular Mountain Dew better than the throwback with pure I like sugar. Diet Coke out of an aluminum can. I'm not even going to lie to you. <sighs> oh, that's Coke. a good thing. Like, do you like prefer glass or the aluminum or um, plastic bottles? I think that, like, I'm getting a it lick really of aluminum and I don't know. <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> it's addicted aluminum. Half aluminum. Away, <laughs> I kind of like it. <laughs> um, but. I thought I was the weirdo, and I always think that they taste so different. What? Like, the aluminum cans versus the plastic bottles. Oh, they do. They yeah. do. That's why I prefer the aluminum can. They do taste different. I mean, yeah, I, love, be... I love it out of the plastic. I feel like it tastes more fresh. <laughs> <laughs> that like plastic of, goodness. Oh, I like it out of the can or the bottle, because I feel like that tastes more fresh. Well, the bottle is what we should be... Drinking out of his glass, right. anyway. But I, be... maybe it's the noise of like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's orgasmic. Like, I, I feel like oh, who walks around with the glass bottles funny. looking like they're back in the day? Uh, when did you know Mountain Dew first come out or like or in the seventies? Coke. I'm right. totally fine with it though. I like that. No, I mean I, it's cool. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> <It's not a laughs> <top. laughs> just go buy a case of them. Walk around. But then, but then the problem is if you break the bottle because you actually drop it or something. Right. Yeah, I'm clumsy. I probably would. 
first world problems. Right. Exactly. (laughs) My hands are so greasy from these french fries, and I'm trying to be healthy by (laughs) drinking out of a glass bottle, but the grease on my fingers. Oops. (laughs) Can you please be in the commercial? Especially with those glasses you're wearing right now, which is very, like, retro. They are. They're awesome, though. Yeah, I feel comfortable in these. What's that one uh, TV show that was on... on Oh, shoot. It was on Nickelodeon, I think, and then they used to, like, jump out of the lockers. Oh, uh, 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 you can't do that on television. Yeah, looks like (laughs) something out of that. It does. I got these at Five Below. Half of my closet is from Five Below. I want to go to that store. You've never been to Five Below? Neither have I. I haven't. I want to check it out, though, because they have weights for, like, five bucks. They do. And yoga mats. And they have uh, the... Resistance bands. Yep, I know that motion. Like, didn't say what I was gonna say at all. But, <laughs> but like, I have fourteen Star Wars shirts thanks to Five Below, and they have every office supplies. They really? have, yeah, they have giant packs of kit. About uh, kid, um, they have big Kit Kats too. But I mean, um, mm. Tic Tacs, like all the flavors of Tic Tacs, even the ones you haven't even heard of, like the underground shit. Are they just Ooh. raiding the dumpsters of every store? <laughs> like for them to sell everything five and below I don't know what that know. is take it though <laughs> it's like nothing's cool, over though. five bucks right I bought a gigantic whoopee cushion for Kelly's daughter I'm it sorry was I was not big. like I was not expecting you to say that's what you went and bought <laughs> I just like I went and bought this gigantic whoopee cushion I couldn't like, believe it it was a gold find Cosby you blow up this rubber thing and you put it under the seat, you see? And their ass flops down under your seat and it makes the party fart noise. You see? I'm trying to think if there's anyone that I don't like that comes in here that I can like stick it on their seat and put one of those cushions on top of it outside and then when they sit down, it's really awkward for them. I hope I embarrass the hell out of them. That would be very satisfying. You would need the mics on and stuff before. Yeah, exactly. Down so then you can hear like um, live. Nobody sit down yet. Everybody stand. Okay, everyone sit down. (laughs) I just imagine Jimmy going into his intro and all of a sudden like. (laughs) (laughs) He would die though. He would. He would think that was hilarious. He would. (laughs) Uh, Of course, we're talking about Jimmy McKnight, Uh, the Ninja Starship, which is on a Sunday live at five p.m. Awesome show if you are into Power Rangers pop culture. And uh, Donald Trump. Speaking of, <laughs> speaking of pop, pop culture and and all that, uh, I heard you were at a Comic Con this weekend and you had your own panel. I did. Oh. Thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that. Um, you fancy. You know what's funny is I forgot that I was doing a panel and that I saw my <laughs> thing on the schedule. Like, oh, and what they had me down for, they wanted a panel on um, being a woman in comics. And what was really cool is they paid me in a mm-hmm. gas car because they, they were like they treated us like gold it's a awesome. one day show show you know and it's called Tulip Fest or Tulip Fair Con mm-hmm. you know because Holland Michigan is famous for you know the Tulip Festival oh. and um, you know to be honest with you being a small con I didn't expect as much as I got they gave me a gas car they treated me like go like oh thank you so much for coming out tons of people came out and it was raining awesome it was we made a lot of money so good for you yeah so i i made some notes real quick and i came in there and i opened with you know and i always say this i say hello i'm casey pierce and i'm not a man and i'm not a woman i am a writer 
And then I took Mm. it from there. And how I never really, I never really thought about it until um, a podcaster, and they meant no harm in the question. I didn't even read into it. How does it feel to be a woman in a male-dominated genre? Right. And I couldn't answer the question because I never thought about it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I said, you have to understand that, um, I hate to use a thought-killing cliche, it is what it is, but our society has been so conditioned to respond surprisingly to like say the synopsis for Nora and how deep it is and they're like oh you wrote this kind of thing they don't mean any harm that's just a knee jerk reaction I said but the way that we're going to overcome this is one encounter at a time I love proving people wrong I've been doing it my whole life and it's very satisfying and, so, and parts of me do, hopes it doesn't change because I I love doing that right but that actually turned into um because <laughs> towards the middle i'm like well that's i mean that's it pretty much guys i said does anybody want to know how like sell a script or marketing and there were tons of questions about selling a script so mm-hmm. i was able to make it like a, a multi-panel but then the promoter said i've gotten so much feedback about that panel everybody's talking about it awesome so that was that was really cool so like i said as uh, Kendrick Lamar once said, my pep talk turned into a pep rally. <laughs> said she run the hood, but she lived inside a valley. <laughs> and, and that panel was about bad bitches. <laughs> so. You know what? When, when I saw the picture and what it was titled, that panel, I was a little bit like, I love that you're doing a panel, but at the same time, I'm like, why did they have to make it about her just being a woman? I, I thought that too. Like, being a woman in comics... And uh, well, I feel I'm like here. it's anytime it's a woman, <laughs> it's always like being a woman in comics, being like something about women right. Right. instead of just highlighting that person. But I think it was, you know, I'm sure it was good though because you opened people's minds and and made them think differently. So um, I think that's a good message to spread. Thank you. Thank Congratulations, you. ma'am. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, cheers. <laughs> um, so, speaking of having a clitoris, <laughs> Holly has actually gotten more industrial than this past month than a Nine Inch Nail song. She has... Well, I, I, got a, I got a double helix, and if you don't know what that is, it's um, two piercings uh, in your cartilage in the upper ear. That's what they call it, the helix. And uh, but I want to get the industrial next. But we were talking (laughs) (laughs) Um, when when I went and got the piercing. My friend said uh, she's gonna get her nipples next. Like trying to say that she's gonna talk me into it. (laughs) And then um, I was talking to some people, and I actually saw this article about genital piercings, which. I would never get a genital piercing because that's not my mm-hmm. thing. And uh, I think that would be very painful. But in this article, it said that if you had genital piercings, there was a research study that showed that it actually could decrease your chances of getting an STI, which I thought was very strange because I'm thinking an open wound and that would get into your bloodstream and wouldn't that more of, you know, make your chances higher. Hmm. And they're saying something. Well, I'm trying to remember exactly what they said about it, but they were saying that uh, the oh the the metal 
of the jewelry is supposed to be like a disinfectant kind of thing. Is that what they were saying? Because, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I know it's surgical steel, but... So that was their reasoning. I See, that's you the still thing. have to clean it. It's an open wound. Well, yeah, and you still have to clean whatever piercing you have. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so some piercing, th- you have to brush your teeth. Like, eyebrow piercing, you have to clean that. I have a belly button ring, like... Right. I had to clean that. The only thing I could think is that, especially with female genitalia, it is like it. I hate to get gross, but whatever, it's washless. Um, <laughs> like if you have a yeast infection, don't wash it with soap because <laughs> those areas are constantly like a self-cleaning oven. Like so, you're getting rid of the good bacteria too and stuff. Right. Yeah. So maybe by introducing it to someone else's bacteria it does fighting <laughs> I, I keep hitting your laptop i'm sorry uh-huh. it does it, it you know it's it starts fighting harder i guess the immune system i don't know i don't know because they were kind of highlighting the jewelry aspect of it and saying that that's kind of like a disinfectant and <clears throat> i would think that with the i mean i don't know if they're talking about after the piercing is healed or before that or it doesn't matter but i would think that since there's a hole there now that any bacteria that gets in there, it would be worse um, than just your regular vagina and having sex and that, you know, then you get an STI. Um, I would think that it would be worse with the piercing and your chances of getting one. Ditto. And I can't see how... Okay, honestly, like, okay, if you're having sex, like, somebody's not sticking their penis in your clit, you know what I'm saying? It's going <laughs> in your vagina, so how is that going to help? <laughs> well, sorry. I, I, don't just know if, I guess it depends right on where it. you're getting the piercing done, because I think that they pierce, uh, well, maybe they're talking about guys. And I've seen guys with, uh, well, okay, a guy because with penis piercings. That would be, like, right in the opening, right? Um, well, you I think you can get them wherever because he had three. Because I can see if they were talking about right at the opening because no, that I guess would make sense. But it was Cause if you're talking about looking. if you're well if you're talking about a disinfectant kind of thing with the jewelry because yeah. the jewelry would be right there where the opening is, and if they're talking about that's what decreases your chance of of getting an STI. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. Bacteria is bacteria if you're, you know what I'm saying? If a guy doesn't, like, wash his member and then he, like, you know, sticks it in there, like, he's got bacteria on his penis, like... I'm going to look this up and see more about what they say because this was on uh, an article on Snapchat. And I know Snapchat is not the best, but (laughs) it was, like, it wasn't Snapchat itself. It was, you know... Right, a company through Snapchat. That's how, where when you sent me that um, eyebrow blading video, microblading. Oh yeah, they were like, like super. It's weird. pretty much a Native American tattoo. Yeah, I mean they, they you know carve you and then they put the indigo indigo on. I so want that. Those are like I warrior got eyebrows. Like a car accident like years ago, so my eyebrows aren't even. Because I have, like, scar tissue on my right side, so my eyebrows don't grow uneven. So I want to get it done just so, right. you know, That'd they're even. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And it lasts, like, a year. And I have oily skin, so it's supposed to last, like, one to two years. So it would probably last on me, like, a year. And it's, like, a couple hundred bucks or whatever. For those that don't know, eyebrow microblading is one of the latest things. 
and it's just taking a small blade and it's making um, light strokes, you know, light incisions on your brow bone where you would place ink over it and it would heal and you would have a fuller eyebrow. Yep. So, I mean, it sounds barbaric, but I mean, that's, like I said, that's what the Native Americans did for tattoos. So you get mm-hmm. warrior eyebrows. Warrior eyebrows. Hell I'm all yeah. about it. I'm totally behind it. <laughs> <laughs> they still, like, even mine out. Yeah, that'd be exciting. And you know what? Okay, speaking of, like, clip piercings, I thought about getting one years and years and years ago really really thought about getting like the hood pierced or whatever and then I decided against it because of my ex-boyfriend's friend's girlfriend got it done and she said that after having it in there for like a couple years like it actually starts desensitizing your clitoris Oh so, hell no. right exactly so I'm like mm, that's not worth it nope I'm good for some reason I thought you were going to say it started sagging <laughs> Like the jewelry was bringing it down. <laughs> it's, it's, and now it looks like a turkey neck. <laughs> Your pelvis is pulling the shade over the clitter. There's nothing to see here. Show is over. Move over, Fupa. It's not about the turkey neck. <laughs> it's the latest thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Did you? Did you, you went, we find that article? No, I can't. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm I'm good at barely telling a story, but <laughs> I just remembered that it said about the joy being a, a disinfectant property, which I thought was very strange. I think it's saying like maybe like in where it's like inserted in. You know what I'm saying? So uh, because of the fact that it's medical grade steel, like it's not gonna build up bacteria like right. I don't know plastic would well my my only speculation for the argument would be that you're inviting other bacteria to self-cleaning oven like I said immune system just works harder it heals faster yeah I guess I would not take that chance though no uh-uh. I don't, and then, uh, then they were saying oh. that you could have sex right after you get a genital piercing I feel like that's a how, bad life how choice you, like I got my freaking helix pierced and that's not a genital piercing and I can barely touch my ear, like, for the first five days. I got my tongue pierced. <laughs> How can you go and have sex and have all that friction? You, right. you can. I feel like that would be a bad idea. I got my tongue pierced, and that is, like, one of the fastest healing things, right? like, on your body. Oh, God, yeah. If you take your tongue piercing out, like, it closes up within a day or two. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So, but, you know, you're supposed to mouthwash, like, every three, every, like, 30 minutes or whatever while you're awake. Yeah, not supposed to. It was a lot, but I skipped like maybe two hours and was smoking cigarettes, and then I got an infection in my tongue, Uh and it was horrible. Like I lost three days of my life to Vicodin because I couldn't like talk, and it was all swollen. I was drooling. It was disgusting. So I mean, and that was my tongue. So I can you still have it in? Don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I can only imagine like down there, like you know what that would do. Uh-uh. I just imagine like I don't Again. know how you could tell somebody to go have sex right after the genital piercing. Right. Like I would <laughs> I would think that that would be super sensitive. And like not in the fun way, you know. No. <laughs> so Right. There's that. Mm. Oh man. So speaking of 
nothing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, According to the Huffington Post, or HuffPost, in weird news, British athletes claim sex ghost is haunting their reality show. Who are you going to call? Ghost bunkers. What? <laughs> uh, well, that's that's one way to scare up publicity. Two British athletes starring on a reality show are claiming that a sex ghost seems to be haunting their hotel rooms. British uh, Paralympian Kadina Cox and retired rugby mm-hmm. star Gareth Thomas are two of the celebrities competing on The Jump, a British TV show where famous people compete in various snow sports. Uh, a ski jump with the stars, if you will. The season's first episode aired Sunday on Channel 4 Network, but the show is scaring up more attention for what's happening to the celebs in the hotel rooms. During the episode, the 25-year-old Cox reportedly asked for a new room after allegedly being sexually violated by a ghost. (laughs) Another competing celebrity, Emma Parker Bowles, the Duchess of Cornwall's niece. It's it's Bowles. Wait, wait, wait. wait. These are porn names. The first person's name was Cox. I, 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 this one's is Bowles. <laughs> I, think I, I think I went to read it as Bowles because it's B-O-W-L-E-S, and I don't have my glasses on. Oh. So, uh, the Duchess of Cornwall's niece uh, said on the show uh, that Cox was penetrated by some sort of paranormal entity. Thomas, 42, concurred. She had a ghost going in and out of her. She had a sleep... She had a sleep thing, he said, according to the sun. She wishes it were a person. It was going in and out of her body. The feeling was apparently so real to her, she asked to change uh, rooms, as did Thomas. I wanted to move to different floors because when I was, I'm hearing these ghost stories, I was very, very, uh, I was the very, very end corridor and got scared, he said, according to the Express. Cox and Thomas are just the latest semi-famous uh, people who've claimed to have had ghost sex. <laughs> Last year, Bobby Brown promoted his autobiography by claiming a ghost had sex with him. I wasn't high, Brown told 2020. I was not, not tripping. <laughs> In September 2012, Kesha told Ryan Seacrest her song Supernatural was inspired by a Randy romp with a male ghost. It's about experiences with the supernatural, but in a sexy way, she told Seacrest. I had a couple of experiences with the supernatural. I don't know his name. Uh, he was a ghost. I'm very open to it. <laughs> the concept of ghost sex arouses a lot of interest, and there are some people, uh, spectrophiliacs, who fantasize about spooky encounters. Debunkers, however, are quick to dismiss ghost on human whoopee. Um, ben Radford, the deputy editor of Skeptical Inquirer magazine, calls such experiences hypnopomptic and uh, hypnogenum hallucinations. These vivid hallucinations, which can uh, which can be sexual, are common to people who are going in and out of sleep. Okay, that's interesting, who are going in and out of sleep, because, again, back to the sleep paralysis thing, you're mm-hmm. kind of in between. And in that documentary that I had watched, uh, The Nightmare, there was a ghost that um, got on top of, or a, a figure that got on top of the woman and started to have sex with her. Now, they do not report ever being paralyzed or cannot move. So is the sex consensual then? Because they're not talking about paralysis here. I mean, it doesn't sound like anybody said no, so... Yeah. Going with yes? It wasn't wasn't raped by ghosts. I don't know if I can believe... I I don't know if I... I can't talk. I believe in ghosts, but I don't know if they can... I don't know if I believe that they can actually have sex with you. Maybe it's a demon. <laughs> Maybe it's that like, one chick. Uh, I like demon sex. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's. Um, I, I read it, wrote a song about it. 
what's his name? Um, oh, Kesha? Doesn't she mouthwash with <laughs> Jack Daniels? Isn't that what you said? What? What? Kesha? Is that what you said? Wasn't no, she one of us? No, I said. <laughs> Oh no, that's not. Uh, I thought that was one of the people you named that said she had ghost sex. Her her, her name is Kesha, but it's not the. Oh okay. I'm like, well, she washes with Jack Daniels, so it, I don't Kesha? believe her. She's probably on Molly. Oh my god, that's said. funny. Okay, anyway. Um. <laughs> anyway, but uh, God, what is his name? Asmodeus. Asmodeus is the um, demon god of lust. Um, and I actually saw him during one of my sleep paralysis uh, events. He was not having sex with me. I don't know if he you was prepping to or what. He was like getting ready. He for was it. in flight. Maybe he was. Hmm. What do you mean in flight? Was he like over you or? He looked like a dragonfly. So he was like this. Oh, and he just creepy. stayed in one in one spot. And I was, I was just sitting there trying to scream and I can't. Because sleep paralysis, right? <laughs> Yeah. So what would be the point of a demon having sex with you? Like, leaving you high and dry? Like, oh, you won't go to Oreos, but boop, I'm out. That's the thing. Like, what does it feel like? Nobody reported that. Right. Did you have an orgasm? <laughs> I think all these people just watch Paranormal Activity. Activity? Yeah. I was... I. I told Chris to watch uh, Paranormal Normal Activity with me one night, and I thought that's what he was ripping offline. But it started out with a girl like orgasming from a ghost. I'm like, this isn't the movie I thought it was. And I look at the title and it's like Paranormal Activity. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can believe in like ghosts banging people. I believe, you know, there are spirits that get left behind or trapped or something along those lines. But I don't think they're just hanging out to run around and try and bone people like Here's the thing. If you feel like air going in and out of you, odds are you're queefing in your sleep. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. That is not a ghost penis. That is a queef. <laughs> a queef. Is <laughs> it your vagina snoring? <laughs> oh, shh, don't wake it up. <laughs> Don't, don't wake it up. It just got pierced. <laughs> Raise the roof. Uh, so there's, I mean, they're not, I don't know if there was more to the physical thing. And just like, there was a, another thing too. Okay. So Gareth, was it Gareth Thomas who said this? That, yeah, he concurred that yeah, there was a ghost going. Oh, she had a ghost uh, going in and out of her. Um, that's what, um, Gareth Thomas said. So they're staying in the same hotel room. She had a ghost going in and out of her. So what is this? Like, was he watching and like getting off? (laughs) Was he sleeping next to her? That's the thing. He did nothing. Was was it sleep paralysis or was he just like, you know, what do they call it? Cuck holding? (laughs) (laughs) You cheated on me. With a ghost? <laughs> with a ghost? He just rolls over and goes, are you cheating on me right now with a ghost? <laughs> is this happening? Because that's kind of cool. <laughs> what does it feel like? <laughs> Ooh, girl, I think you queefed. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. I, I feel like I got to call bullshit on that one. Yeah, it sounded like... 
someone heard something and it turned into. Oh, have yeah. you or a friend ever had <laughs> sexual encounter with a ghost? <laughs> if you have, call two four eight five seven nine five two six zero. We'd love to hear from you. I was screwing with a ghost. <laughs> I said, please. <laughs> oh my gosh, maybe that's what Tegan and Sarah were singing about. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, and let's go back to the intention of why there would why would a ghost demon any sort of realm from beyond try to have sex with you? Either a, it's to say, like, "Hey, I'm a ghost," and there's some sort of weird satisfaction of not being able to be touched in another dimension, like doing cross dimensional thing. Maybe there's certain satisfaction in that, or b, is it to implant? A sort of possession. Okay, a couple things going through my mind right now. Let's break it down. <laughs> One. <laughs> Is it only women reporting that they've had sex with a ghost? Oh, yeah. It is. Well, so far. Because I want to see a guy be like, a ghost raped me. <laughs> Gay ghost. Uh, <laughs> Prison ghost. <laughs> prison ghost <laughs> was he, that's what it was it was really just <laughs> there was a county jail down the way and he kind of looked like Beetlejuice for all the black and white stripes <laughs> hey I'm a ghost we come for your daughter Chuck <laughs> he just threw on a sheet and cut eye holes in it and he was like no I'm dead that's fine <laughs> <laughs> no I'm dead shh it's okay <laughs> tell all your friends Two. <laughs> okay so you got a demon and it wants to have sex with you. Yeah. And the only reason I would think that it wouldn't have sex with you and be all evil is if you do have your significant other there. And it's like, oh, I'm doing your girl. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's what I'm talking about, that satisfaction. And nothing you can do. Yeah. Nothing you can do. I'm going to have my ghost friend hold you down while I do your girl. <laughs> <laughs> that's wrong. It's like a, a, a ghost Fetty Wop sign. <laughs> Come into your house and I'll fuck your hoe. <laughs> and I just she say, like I it. was a ghost. And if she liked it, she made a song about it. Yep. It's official. Case is a rapper now. And I get high with my baby. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know what's funny? Like, I've been l- listening to, like, the Amazon channels on my Amazon um, Prime account mm-hmm. when I'm lifting. And I put it on the Fetty Wap station. And there's this song called Fight Night. And I am ashamed that I like this song. And I can actually tell you who sings it. Because, I mean, it's just like... Why are you ashamed? Because <laughs> of the chorus. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, it's by um, Migos. And yeah, it's called, and it's explicit. And he said, I'm an active pussy out like fight night. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's clever. It is clever. And I'm like, yeah, I don't lift him. I'm like... <laughs> But at the same time, you gotta imagine like, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Like, don't like, like some people like that. But don't. I think that's called fister. Don't tenderize my meat. Casey's like listen to this music really loud, and everybody in the gym really can hear it the whole time. <laughs> It'd be great if I just brought a boombox instead of like headphones. <laughs> that would be awesome. I think you should duct tape like one of those wireless speakers to yourself while you're working out and have everybody get into it with you. Like, right. Come on, Grandma. I'm going to put it out. <laughs> <laughs> See and do that along with the lyrics and then just 
have Holly there to like film people's reactions <laughs> as I'm squatting on ghost dick. <laughs> oh my gosh, the music video. <laughs> oh, M G. <laughs> so, all right, so we're calling bullshit on that story then. <laughs> Is that a question? I mean, I am. What do you, what do you think, Holly? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I think I know my answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you you bring me a man who claims that he got raped by a ghost and will die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I think we should take a break and we should look up if there were any more ghost sex uh, sexual encounters, including rape, which would be very interesting. And uh, also, uh, I want I want a grape. I want to do a whole. You know what really grinds my gears. <laughs> and Holly can get down with me on this because, um, yeah, we'll find out why. But you're going to get down on that, on that ghost dick. <laughs> Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. All right. So as promised, uh, I did a little more research on the ghost sex thing. And I found, according to m.mike.com, a mic as an M-I-C, ghost sex is a real thing. And it's not as weird or creepy as you may think. Ever since Joy was a little girl, someone or something has stalked her bedroom late at night. At first, the specter was explicitly or it explicitly terrified her. But when she became an adult, the ghost continued to visit her and it became something of a familiar friend. I used to have visits from strange spirits or whatever. And that's actually how the sentence goes or whatever. And I actually have sex with them. Joy, who did not reveal her last name, told Mike, It was very pleasurable. It was almost like I was in a real relationship with a guy. Unbeknownst <laughs> to Joy at the time, she was experiencing what paranormal investigators call uh, and parapsychologists have deemed spectrophilia, a term that encompasses both the actual act of alleged paranormal intercourse with ghosts, spirits, or invisible lovers, and the fetish for paranormal intercourse. It also, curiously, is used to uh, describe sexual arousal derived from reflections in the mirror. I get that all the time. <laughs> uh, which, guys, I really can't wait for tomorrow. What's tomorrow? Why? What's tomorrow? I get better looking every day. Oh, girl. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. <laughs> the phenomenon has come to be something of a punchline in recent years. Thanks to a rash of sexual supernatural encounters reported by celebrities like Lucy Liu, Kesha. What? Uh, yeah. Well, okay, I mean, that's not surprising. And Kesha famously, was it. She, she already thought Kesha was one of the people. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and famously, Anna Nicole Called Smith, it. who claimed okay, a ghost well. crawled up her leg and would have sex with her when she was living in Texas. I used to think it was my boyfriend. Then one day, I woke up and found it wasn't. She told FHM Magazine. <laughs> How did she? What? It was really okay, that. Who was the first person that you named though? It was Lucy Liu. That okay? That one actually that that surprises me. Yeah, that's weird. That's the only way. Like the only person that I'm like, huh? Really? Because Kasha, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Nana Cole, right. I'm like, well, I mean, you were on like a lot of shit, so. <laughs> Yeah, Natasha Blasik, an actress best known for her the film parody, parody Paranormal Activity 2, had a similar experience when that went viral after she revealed it on a British talk show last year. Mm-hmm. I just could feel this presence coming closer and closer, and then I started feeling the actual touch without being able to see much. The touch felt uh, like the touch itself, like that. It's kind of human, like, you know, hands. I could feel it all over my body. 
Um, so let's fast forward to the explanation. Okay, and then they go into sleep paralysis. Um, my thing is, okay, two. What do you sleep naked? Because how are they going to take your clothes off? Uh, sleeping naked is like the best way to sleep. It's no, I mean, but is everybody who's like everybody sleeps naked? I feel like Kesha for sure does. <laughs> And Nicole probably definitely did. Lucy Lou. They're blaming it on sleep paralysis. Wait, they're saying because they yeah. had an episode of sleep paralysis that... Yeah. Um, despite the elbow nudging and eye rolling, the idea of ghost sex can invoke a really similar experience of, of a supernatural sex or a spectral rape have been reported in one form or another since 2400 B.C. when demons are dead and irdu were described on a Sumerian king's list, the tablet uh, that gave the world the epic Gilgamesh. Uh, on the tablet, the demons are described as visiting men and women nightly to either become pregnant or to impregnate humans with hybrid spawn, just like we were talking about intention. This is something that's gone on, truly written in every culture, in every philosophy, in every religion since the beginning of time. A psychic who conferred with Blasic after her experience and who served as a paranormal expert on the Travel Channel special Ghostly Lovers. The book Sleep Paralysis, Nightmares, and Mind-Body Connection further recount the demonic predators and spectrophilia-like experiences that have appeared in more than 4,000 years since the tablet was etched. And uh, you feel like you are going to die. This is a quote. But oh. even though ghost sex predominantly has its roots in mythology, modern-day researchers now attribute the phenomenon to a very real, very common condition, sleep paralysis. Okay, fast forward. When terror turns to sexual arousal, it's not exactly clear why certain people experience sleep paralysis or who's at risk for the condition, though anxiety and lack of sleep do play a role. Um, Nigri told Mike that anecdotally... Women are more likely to report spectrophilia and sleep paralysis than men, but she attributes that largely to reporting bias. I certainly have men who have experienced it, but women seem to want to talk about it more and experience that whereas, um, experience the where's and the whys. Uh, more difficult to pinpoint than the actual cause of sleep paralysis is a fraction of sufferers whose episodes aren't terrifying, but instead sexual of, of a sexual nature. God damn it. Sorry. Right, you're going to sleep like a baby in a night, huh? Right. My me- <laughs> my messenger keeps blowing up. Um, okay, so I muted that. But um, 95% of people who experience sleep paralysis over a lifetime reported feeling fear. 30% of those responders also have pleasurable sleep paralysis experiences. It obviously, um, Laura Hale says, obviously it creeped me out. I definitely felt sick about it, but it definitely felt like something sexual was happening to me and my body was responding. Crazy. Yet the question remains, why do some people find sleep paralysis pleasurable while others find it terrifying? Psychologically speaking, there are a handful of possibilities. One common theory is that we enter a natural state of sexual arousal when we sleep. Uh, when our heads hit the pillows, our brains enter REM sleep, our genitals engorge, resulting in erections in men and lubrication in women. Another possible explanation lies in the intrinsic link between terror and pleasure. Numerous studies have determined that fear can actually trigger sexual arousal, possibly due to the fact that they are both emotions that activate the uh, amygdala, the, pat, the part of the brain that processes both sexually arousing and uh, threatening stimuli. Um, so apparently the answer to that question is, uh, is, uh, quite a lot of people thrive, um, on being 
yeah, sexually aroused by um, this ghost encounter. And it did have something to do with sleep paralysis, so. Huh. Well, girl, you kind of got the shit under the stick on that one. You're getting <laughs> sleep paralysis, but you're not getting orgasms from it. That's not fair. <laughs> not getting, jeez. Satan spawns either. Well, I mean, okay, thank God for that. <laughs> Wait, does that mean Jesus was really a demon? <laughs> Saying. <laughs> Casey's like, I'm not saying. <laughs> I don't know, y'all. Maybe I'll, if I ever experience it again, I'll try to flip the script and be like, hey, what's happening? Where you been all my life? <laughs> well, it still didn't say anything about uh, guys having sex with ghosts, right? Well, I mean, don't you think that guys would be a little less likely to come forward and be like, hey, I got this awesome blowjob from this ghost dude last night that's what they were saying is that men won't report it it's just like anything like it's more common in women you know even down to diseases well it's because men are less apt to go to the doctor when something's wrong yeah exactly so those men women statistics are so off they are just because the fact that dudes won't report and they're like occasionally when i'm sleeping like i can't move it's just a thing i don't know it's a bad dream i keep having and women are like hey wait a minute something's not right like, let me go see a doctor. Right. Dudes have to have, like, you know, their foot lobbed off to go and see a freaking physician. So there's that. True. I would imagine that would make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. But have you ever seen a guy get an erection, a fear erection? That interesting. A fear erection. Chris gets anger, like, erections when he gets mad at me. So really? Today, He's not like fear. Full on pitch to tent. <laughs> Nah. When he's yelling? I would have nah, so hard. He's just like, all right, it's time for makeup sex. Bang, 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 bang. Well, that's different. Yeah, but that's not like fear. All right, I know this is about to be some good sex. This is not like... I'm scared shitless. And here's my right. I become dry as a sand dude yeah. when I'm scared. I've been terrified before, and it did not have like the positive effect of me like getting horny from it. didn't say in that <laughs> article that guys are... That it... Didn't say something about um, erections or. Mm-hmm. While they were saying, like, in your sleep, like, while you go into REM, like, you'd be having a sex well, that, dream, yeah. so dudes will get boners and. Yeah, but I thought it said well, something about. Oh, oh, both. Um, uh, both terror and sexual arousal um, activate the um, amygdala part of the brain, which is. Uh, sexually um, st- arousing and threatening stimuli. So they're both a part of the same stimulus. Hmm. Um, Joy reported using self-pleasure as an anecdote to terror, um, to the terror sleep paralysis would otherwise bring. Here's the thing. You, you can't, I mean, during sleep paralysis, you can't even masturbate. That's what I was going to say. Like, you can't move. So how the hell would you be able to masturbate? Exactly. That's completely contradictive. So... Hmm. Hmm. I still call bullshit. I don't know. <laughs> In my mind. I mean, everybody else can have their own opinion. Yeah. Maybe, uh, what was her name? Charlie's Angels. Oh, Lucy Lou. I think yeah, people maybe think sh- that they're having sex or something. Yeah. Maybe right. she just, like, had a really freaky dream and it felt really, really vivid. Right. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino in a bed sheet. But <laughs> sleep paralysis in that I can buy more than just 
I wasn't having sleep paralysis and a ghost just entered me. Right. And we had sex and it was amazing. And then I wrote a song about it. I <laughs> and until Ryan Seacrest. Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of curious what that term's all about now. What? Oh, that. So- yeah. Oh, the song? Yeah. I was walking with a ghost? Yeah. Oh, my bad. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard it in like 100 years, so I thought that was legit the lyrics. See, that's how gullible I am, but I still don't buy the ghost banging. I don't know. I think you can be assaulted by otherworldly things, yes. So I'm not doubting that. But people that are getting off on it, mm, I don't think this is happening. I don't think people, you know, are sticking around here to, like, have sex with people. Like, wouldn't you just saunter on to, like, the next realm and, you know, not, like, bang people Yeah. Um, so, Holly, would you mind reading that number for people who are into ghost sex? T- t- tell me, <laughs> tell me about two four eight five seven nine five two six zero. Call me. Right. I want to hear. I want to hear the gay ones. That's the ones I want to hear. Yeah, me too. I, I want to he- read a story <laughs> called uh, "A Ghost Turned Me Gay." <laughs> I want to read that story. <laughs> Autobiographical. What? <laughs> the crossover. The crossover. In both ways. The remix. He crossed over and I crossed over from out of the closet. You should write a romance novel <laughs> about that. That would sell. You know, they have rogue, gay romance novels about gay men having sex with dinosaurs. <laughs> what? what I shit you not. I'm just going to say that. That's like bestiality to me. It is. Because <laughs> it's an animal. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking this up. Dinosaur sex novel. That's so. like. Um, Taken by a T-Rex. Dinosaur erotica. Taken nope. by a T-Rex. <laughs> Taken by a T-Rex. I will show it to you. Oh, wait a minute. Did he wrap his little arms this one's not. This one's not gay. <laughs> but let me get the gay one. <laughs> but. Wait. I got it. Oh, a billionaire dinosaur forced me gay. It is um, the description. The year is 2014 and dinosaurs have gained control of the world economy due to exceptionally accurate stock predictions. After graduating from NYU with a business degree, John is hired to be the assistant for one of the largest trading firms on Wall Street. His boss, the CEO of the company, is highly regarded as the best businessman of the century. Only the difference is he's a dinosaur. This is a... 3,500 word hardcore gay erotic novel. It includes rough sex, dub con, which I don't know what that means, oral cream pies, and more. <laughs> and you can get it on uh, Kindle. Yep. Wow. It is. Uh, it went, that oops. Pick one out. Wait. Darn it. By Hunter Fox. Oh, oh my gosh. Let me see that cover. Hmm. Someone's buying these books because I, I <laughs> is that the guy I, that I dated for a minute? <laughs> oh wait, don't buy with one click. <laughs> oh my god, I think I'm logged into. Did you just buy a dinosaur forced me gay? Happy birthday! 
<laughs> right? You're going to come home from work one day and be like, what's this package? That's, I bought it for you, you know. Jason. A bil- <laughs> Wait, no, a billionaire dinosaur. Oh, yeah. See, that makes a difference if they got money. I know. <laughs> that proves the point. If you have money, I guess you get... You get, you don't it was a, a lesbian dancer. I'll be gaining a minute. It's funny. Okay, because I have to describe this to anybody who doesn't, you know, know what we're talking about. Um, So there's this man. It's your, like, stereotypical model with his, like, greased up abs and his hoodie that's, like, unzipped conveniently. And he's pulling at the sides, <laughs> looking down like he's contemplating. And next to him, there's a big-ass dinosaur head with his mouth <laughs> open, like... Teeth like, barely touching him <laughs> from his head to his waist. And, like, why would you want a dinosaur to blow you? And I don't know that's if that's salty. suggesting deep throat. Watch the teeth. <laughs> right. I don't know if that's like dinosaur deep throat going on right there. <laughs> As I checked throat. from the pictures, like, they don't have lips. So I'm not sure how that's going to work. See, out. I wonder if he's selling a lot of these because it's like, and here we sit. Well, somebody's I mean, writing. I want to see money the off gay I want to see dinosaur rumors. I want to see the reviews. This changed my life. I need to come up with some ridiculous shit because if people are buying that, I feel like my life story would definitely sell. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Is there any reviews? Oh, a di- a billionaire dinosaur forced me gay part two. <laughs> oh my god, forced me gay. A billionaire dinosaur forced me gay book three. End of the saga. Oh my, oh, my God. There's 27 customer reviews. Jesus, are you shit? What does it say? Okay. Wow. First one was actually <laughs> one star. It's all just the, ar- the, surprise the author reading. Le- le- <laughs> I can't even talk. Right. The author <laughs> leaving these comments. Creating different accounts. All right. So 5% of the book is um, the CEO isn't that Oliver Anderson, the dinosaur billionaire he, billionaire, he asked. I could hear the upset tone in his voice. My father had never liked the dinosaurs ever since they began taking control of the world um, economy. So one, Oliver Anderson, I don't know any actual humans with that dinosaur, with uh, more dinosaur-sounding names than that. Come on. Number two, so maybe this is a cleverly veiled critique of corporate fat cats and the corrupt banking industry. Fingers crossed. Sixteen percent of the book is um, a gust of cool air encompassed me as I entered the lobby, which was made entirely of white marble. Wouldn't that be slippery for those claws and feet? Somebody really <laughs> broke down this book. Twenty-one percent. The billionaire dinosaur wears a navy blue suit but no shoes. Thirty-two percent. <laughs> Uh, 32% into the book on the cover of GQ he was holding up a glass of scotch with his right claw no girly drinks for an alpha reptile bird or whatever <laughs> 38% in John it's me Oliver I need you to come to the roof in five I don't and don't bring anything with you he said hanging up right after the plot thickens is the roof where the gang happened <laughs> the gang okay this makes oh me want to join a book club Seriously. and everybody like be really serious and there's like five Brian of us for brandy in my, in my head there'll be like five book. of us and they like choosing oprah's best novels or some shit like you remember when oprah picked <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all those novels and yep. she's like and then they were all sold out so it's gonna get to me and i'll be like my book is billionaire dinosaur turn me gay force me gay <laughs> You all have to read it. <laughs> so I'm fast running to the final thoughts. Okay, so this is, was John forced gay by the dinosaur? I mean, there was most definitely some dub con, which I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah, and he was at least by curious and interspecies curious. But does one encounter with a same-sex dinosaur force a guy 
to identify as gay from then on. Based on um, his endeavor, I'm thinking that possibly the author came from a fundamentalist background, causing very confused feelings and more than a little misinformation about homosexuality. That is the very first review you will find on Amazon.com about a billionaire dinosaur forced me gay. It's very thorough. Yeah, that guy went to town. Yeah. People don't even paragraphs. And, I'm not reading Oh, shit. okay. Dobcom means Jews and fan fiction describe sexual situations of dubious consent where it's not exactly non-con, non-consensual, e.g. rape, or it is, nor is it consensual. Is it one of those, no, please don't, and then they just eventually give yeah, in? Yeah, it sounds like it, because it says, not exactly non-consensual, nor is it consensual. So it's, so it's, it's like, it's, no, yeah. no, 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 don't do we, that. We can't, we must And he's like, just a tip, and you're like, okay. Just, just a, a tip. tip. <laughs> yeah. Now, there used to be an, a dinosaur, remember the Southland Mall, the food court? <laughs> nope. Yeah. No. <laughs> and the McDonald's, that it. giant dinosaur, because it was like a Flintstone McDonald's, that thing had the littlest penis. <laughs> Is it in yet? In. How did a T-Rex ever even have sex? <laughs> like, they can't control any of their ah! upper body, right? Because their arms are so little. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know. How did he force you gay with his little penis and his little arms? Would he have to be a bonnet? <laughs> right. I don't know. So, but people are finding a lot of depth in this. Um, there's a four star one that says these wow. series of books have helped me deal with my own past issues with dinosaur. Oh, wait a minute. Oh. Dinosaur bullying and discover who I am as a person. Highly recommended. Do you think dinosaur bullying? Is that what yep. it was? 229 found this to be helpful. <laughs> What's dinosaur bullying? <laughs> Damn. All right. So, that's, this thing obviously sells. That's insane. I can't believe people bought a book called that. And here we sit. <laughs> here I sit poor. Here I feel I like three of us. I haven't, I haven't even paid the DTE bill yet. <laughs> and people are making money. Uh, I got to work three jobs. <laughs> Dude, yeah. We could come up with a better bullshit book than that. You know. Yeah. I want, like... <laughs> Casey's raising her out a concept. Yeah. Like, um... God... I don't know. Like, I gotta work three jobs to go just to have extra money to go to San Diego. Yeah, just to have a life, <laughs> right? I'm gonna write about a sloth <laughs> that fucked a rabbit. That fucked a ghost. <laughs> People will buy it, and then this guy that bought the T Rex banging story will, you know, go ahead and break it down. I'm so glad <laughs> my dad doesn't. Nice. You guys will team up, is what happened, yeah, right? He listens tonight. <laughs> oh, I know. I, hey, my dad, my sweet dad, you know, is very Georgianist. Yeah. yeah, you guys have that show, this show on tonight. But do you guys post it or uh, where can I find it? Don't listen. Uh, you're like, no, dad, we're off this week. Right, we're off indefinitely. Uh, your dad was so cute. Um, at at the uh, the uh, dinner after the funeral. Um, he, him, and uh, Aunt Pam sat at the same table as us, and he was like, "Oh, how you you could have your your own show?" And I'm like, "Uh, oh, because you Casey and I do uh the watch list." And he's like, "No, no, no, because the animals." And I'm like, "Oh, 
oh okay and oh, then he yeah. and then he goes you know that one guy on tv and i was like oh caesar milan he's like yeah you could be like caesar milan <laughs> he thinks caesar's the shit he's like <laughs> i'm like how's that guy doing that oh my god i guess i could be like the dog whisperer huh mm-hmm. <laughs> you would love to see you as a dog whisperer i would like to team up with caesar you know what? Actually, that's a great idea. Holly, you're a beautiful woman. You're a hell of a personality. And you got all the smarts. You could totally be have your own show about animals. I want to see you on Animal Planet. <laughs> I thought maybe uh, back when they did the, the uh, what do you call it? That show with the Mission Humane Society. And uh, they were cracking down on people who were animal cruelty cases. Oh, a TV show? Yeah. Where they were, um, they would film the animals coming in and then they would go to people's houses and knock on their doors and almost like a, uh, <laughs> like a dog, the bounty hunter kind of thing, like a knock on the doors and tells them, <laughs> tell them that, you know, that they had a notice and that, uh, they either had to give over the rights of their dog or they were going to have to go to court because the animals are in certain conditions. Like, um, chained up outside with barely any food or water and things like that. I don't know. They seem abused. I don't think I would have the stomach to do that kind of work because that would get so mad. Like, I would literally, like, have dreams about murdering that it's person. Like animal cops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think it would be, uh, it would be actually. It's, it's uh, almost like social. It would feel for good dogs. for you, like, after a while because then, yeah. Even though it's sad to see all that stuff, you, you also. Making a difference. I mean, it's better to be a part of it than. Than for it to go on and not, you know, because people are going to do this stuff whether you're doing it or not. You know, it's, it's, it's either like turn turn the other way or die to it. be a part of it. Right. Um, but there was actually a story that a lady came in and talked to us about who actually deals with animal forensics. And she told us a story about how there was a dog outside of this lady's house and the dog was limping. Did I tell you the story already, Casey? No. The dog was limping really bad. You could tell that it was an older dog and that it had some health issues and that it wasn't doing too well. So the guy pulls over. He's like, what's going on with your dog? He looks like he can barely walk. She's like, I know. I need to put it down. It's really old, but I don't have the money to put down the dog. And he said, I'll pay for you to put down the dog. The dog is not, you know, not in good shape. I'll put it in my car. Let's go right now. And she's like, Okay. So he takes her and the dog to the nearest uh, vet, and the vet decides, yes, this dog needs to be put down. It's in a lot of pain. It's not mobile anymore. So then they put the dog down, and um, the guy pays for it, and then they go their you know, separate ways. And uh, she had gotten the inf- information of the owner of the dog, where the lady lived, and she said you know, to herself, this situation was kind of weird. I'm going to do an autopsy on this dog and see what's going on. And when she did, found out that the dog had several bruising and it it was just like long-term damage from several beatings to this dog. Oh, my God. So really what was going on was that in that house, they were just beating that dog. And it that's why it could barely move anymore because they were um, doing that to the dog. So then the story gets worse because she tells... Um, the police, what she found, and that she did an autopsy, and so they decided that they're gonna go and um, 
see that family and go to the door and talk to them. And when they go to the door, there's a child and he's got bruises all over him. So they were beating the kid too. So luckily that guy stopped, saw that dog and said he'd pay for that because then that turned into them going to the house and finding out that they were abusing a child too. Oh my God. Yeah. Thank God that, I mean, holy shit. Right place, right time. So yeah, like young boy. Um, Who knows what happened with that, but. I'm sure that he's probably better off now. So, oh my God, yeah. So the whole point was that uh, they were trying to tell us, you know, you know, never look away. Always, even if you think it's just a, like a little bit of suspicion, mm. pursue it. Right. Because a lot of times, people who hurt animals hurt people. Absolutely, because yeah, they're savages. No, it's like the isn't it like the one staple of like a serial killer that's consistent? Like when they were yeah, kids, actually they were, they were saying that too. Animals. Is that um, people who hurt animals are usually the ones who are more likely to, yeah, kill humans, or it, it le- leads to that eventually. Is usually what they find. Yeah, it's that's actually the first stepping stone is them showing signs by hurting animals. That's what they say. Yeah, I learned that on a like serial killer documentary thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But I thought that story was kind of crazy because that's not. And I'm sure that guy probably still doesn't know that that him having the kindness out of his heart to be like, oh, that dog looks sad and I'm going to help, you know, make his life better because he doesn't want to see him in pain. Right. Sparked this like domino effect where they were able to think about many different areas. Wow. The world is crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I'm bringing yeah. a downer. No, you're not. No, it. it I mean, it further proves the point. Like, like there's so many people in this world that are like the, oh, not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't want to be involved. You know, and you know, it, it pays to be proactive. You yeah. can save lives by being proactive. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is make a call, or you know, just like that guy did. Even if if you don't want to be involved in a scenario, but you think something's going on, call someone. Yeah. Bring it to someone's attention that can do something about it. If you can't, I'm surprised that the lady like was like okay, and went with him. Right. But, I mean, that's well, the, maybe, she was, maybe, maybe she was probably thinking, they, well, how how would they know? How would they find that? Right. Well, I'm surprised that she because usually like they take out of their aggression on obviously the kid and, and the animals, and her husband was obviously involved with it. And I don't know if she was doing it or if her husband was doing it, but who knows? Maybe her husband was the one who was. She's equally as guilty, though, for a long time. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying she's. But I know what you're saying. Like, but maybe she was like having, you know, feeling guilty. And she's like, okay, I'll I'll do what's best for this dog in this moment because, you know, I can't save myself or Mm -hmm. maybe we can save the dog from having that pain. But yeah. I don't know. She should have. If if that was the situation where she wasn't the one who's doing it and it was all on her husband, she should have <laughs> got up the courage to go to the authorities or something. If she can leave the house with the dog, she obviously can leave and go get help. Right. Right. Yeah. There's no excuse. Yeah. Yep. So make that call, people. Seriously. Because, um, like I said, it could save lives or could, you know, you could just be scratching the surface of something much bigger. 
Um, and obviously I'm so glad that that boy got help and, um, yeah, it ends, it ends well. So, um, that's a tragedy that all that had to happen though. So I feel really bad for that kid, but at least he didn't have to endure it any further. So the dog was kind of like a miracle dog because then it led to the boy being saved. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yep. <laughs> so, speaking of feelings. Okay. So, here's what really grinds my gears. There is so many things in this world and types of people that can be so draining. I mean, just suck the life right out of you. And I don't care what you believe. But when you are an atheist to the point of being a militant atheist and being so vocal about it and making people feel like less of a person for believing in anything at all. There's so many of these people out there that it all almost makes me think that people are out there with these giant egos who are threatened by even the idea that there is a higher power than themselves. And I have encountered this a lot on the comic book scene. And a lot of there's a quite a few creators that are like this and to where you can't open your mouth about any kind of belief that you may have, even if it's just like I was telling Holly, you know, or actually Holly was telling me, you know, that there's this guy who is quick to dismiss energy. Oh, I don't believe in all that energy. Well, energy is science, actually. Yeah. Energy is literally everything. Right. So, and I had a client of mine who actually put it in a really awesome way that he believes that we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, which is a beautiful way to look at yeah. things. It's a light way to look at things, and it's not Christianity. It's not beating you over the head with you know the Quran. It's not anything like that. But even these people, and I'm sure you guys know people like this too, yeah. that just here's why none of that shit exists blah 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 I'm like who wronged you man you are Buzz Killington yeah they get legit angry 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 about it and then they just start lashing out and attacking people and calling them stupid and exactly. this and that and you're like why if you're an atheist and you don't believe in anything why are you getting so upset like exactly. why are you so angry I don't understand yeah, you something threatened you so much about the the I like I said the idea that something could be higher than yourself. Like, how much of an ego do you have? And those people are just so draining that they like at the end of the day they just make me feel like, man, I feel so lifeless right now. I had to stop being friends with somebody because of that. Not like we were good friends; we were old friends and reacquainted. He had like grown into this super hardcore like. There's, you know, Jesus freaks out there. Well, there's also, like, atheist freaks out there that are, mm -hmm. like, obsessed with their lack of religion and, like, get really angry at anybody that believes in anything yeah, besides what? nothing. So, I whatever. Anyway, we had uh, – it, it happened over Facebook. I had just, like, commented on something, and he was, like, saying, all of you people that believe in God, you're stupid. And I'm like, that's a little extreme, don't you think? And then it just turned into this whole, like, him attacking me. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to hang out with you at all. And then he still posts stuff on Facebook. And I'm like, why are you so angry about this? Like, what does it really matter what people believe? 
you don't have to believe it, but you don't have to like shove it down other people's throats that they should believe, well, not believe in anything just because you don't. Right. You know, some of it also made me think, are you lashing out at the idea that you could be held accountable in another life for the things you did in this one? Probably. And you are terrified? Probably. Mm, It's true. You know, I think about that too. Like, what is the end goal, militant atheists? (laughs) You know, I don't care if you're atheist. I don't care if you're agnostic. But when you go balls to the wall like that, extremes have just ruined this country. I'm telling you. Anybody who has to talk about something over the top so much, I think that they are trying to believe, like, trying to convince themselves still. Right. Talk themselves out of believing. Yeah, because if you don't believe that and you don't care, like, why? Because why would you care what other people are are believing or worshiping as long as it's not affecting you? Right. Because what does it affect you? What people believing in God? That's usually well, a positive thing, and they just like because even if you don't, even if you don't believe that God exists, usually people who are Christian or whatever faith that is, you know, Catholic or whatever, they're not doing anything wrong. I think they're taking it for the 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 point of view that religion is a brainwashing and people have fought wars over religion and you know they're anti-war this and that that's i'm trying to play devil's advocate but that might be the way they're seeing it i get that but at the same time if that's the way you feel i mean like religion or non-religion there would still be arguments and there would still be war because people always are need something to fight about and no one's ever gonna agree true it would just be something totally different. It, w- it wouldn't be about God. It would be something else. It, there's always something. And honestly, like the history of Christianity, Catholicism, all things that believe in Christ, like the beginning of that religion was, you know, really ugly. Like they were pushing people into their beliefs. It was not okay if you believed any different. Right. And now it's the opposite. Yeah. Exactly. It's all a witch hunt I mean, to find the Christians now. It is, but I mean, or not even still, just the Christians, but you know, Buddhists or uh, right. anybody who believes anybody in anything spiritual. spiritual. Yeah, yeah. And that's Damn. ridiculous. Like, go ahead and like be mad at God, be mad at Jesus, all you want to. But I mean, who cares if someone's spiritual and who? Why it doesn't affect your life? Like, why do you care? And why are you so angry about it that you want to argue with everybody and tell them they're morons and they're sheeple and they're brainwashed? And you know what? Some people are. And yeah, there are some churches that are super culty. I know because I used to belong to one. So there's that. (laughs) And it's like exercising demons out of people and stuff. But that's not really, you know, happening. So, but at the same point, like you don't, I mean, the opposite of, love isn't hate to me it's indifference you know if you love something you're still putting time and energy into it if you hate something you're putting time and energy into it because you're taking using the well making the choice to hate something that requires energy indifference is not giving a shit either way so you're not expending any energy on that it literally means nothing to you so right if it means so little why are you so obsessed with it exactly Am I so damn passionate about hating something? Jeez. I don't know. That just, like, it's, I I, I hung out with people, like, one whole weekend that just seemed that way. And I just felt like a brick. You know, like, damn, these people need to get a life. Well, some people just want to argue to argue. Right. They like to hear themselves talk. 
It's like yeah. you could say whatever, and they're just still like. Well, yeah, and they won't let you talk either. That's the thing. I don't even bother. You're like, but I could see if I'm like, you're arguing with me about yours, and I'm arguing <laughs> with you about yours. But it's like when I meet somebody, unless they're telling me that they're into uh, doing things that are just evil against people and hurtful, then I say, you don't believe in God? Well, then that's okay. You know, if you have your reasoning, that's okay. I mean, we're all allowed to believe in whatever we want to. But don't put me down for believing in what I want to. And that's what what bothers me, too, is a lot of times um, that you'll say your point of view and you'll say it very calmly and you're like, this is why I believe this. Or they'll say it first and then, you know, you you listen and you let them talk and whatever. And then you say your stuff very calmly and then they're like, ah, well, this is why it's dumb. Oh, I know. They'll just like, roar at you well, for well, hold on. I didn't judge you for what you said. And I didn't say that it was wrong with what you believed. And, I mean, you can tell me that you don't agree with it and why you don't agree with it. But don't th- sit there and, like, talk down to me. Right. Make me feel like um, a lesser human being. I remember... A guy did that to me about, not about, uh, not about religion, but he was doing it to me about my point of view on guns, which I'm like, I'm for guns, but I just never would carry one mm-hmm. just because I don't feel safe. I haven't obviously taken any lessons with one, you know, and I feel like I would shoot myself, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and this guy is a, uh, he was, um, he was a instructor and, um, he would teach people how to use guns. And so he was very, like, pumped up about it. And, you know, I respected that. But when it came from time for me to say that I felt safe in my environment as far as we were talking about why not. And I'm like, I feel safe in, in my environment and why not. I don't feel like I need a gun around here. I mean, not saying that there won't be a situation where it could ever happen, but... And that's when I was like, oh, I respect you. And if you carry one, I like, that's good, too. You know, it's good to be safe. But I just don't feel like I should have one. And then that's when he started calling me naive and this and that and just, like, belittling me and telling oh, yeah. me I'm going to get right. And I'm like, whoa. It's ego. You don't I'm believe like, what I believe. And so, I, therefore, you are a lesser human being. And I told being. him, I'm like, hey, well, don't don't put me down. I just told you, like, I was okay with you doing that for yourself. And I let you speak, and it's fine. But when it came time for me to talk, you were like, you're going to get raped. Right. And then he was very angry. It wasn't even just like, well, you, you might get raped, and I'm just worried about you. No, it was like anger. Don't you have a like, giant German shepherd me- that's like the size <laughs> of a horse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tell, you know, pretty much tell me I'm dumb. So... Like that's people, what bothers me. It's just that you can, everybody can have everybody's gonna have a totally different point of view. But uh, don't make people feel stupid. That's the thing, and there's no point in arguing, especially when it comes to, like politics. But like, you know, we're both gonna walk away believing what we believe. So you belittling me does not, for one thing, your cause. You are a horrible representative for it. If that is what militant atheism looks like, count me out because you seem like a miserable sack of shit. <laughs> really. And then, too, it's like none of this matters. This conversation does not matter because you are putting in energy into nothing. You are putting energy into the fact that 
you know, at the end of this, I'm going to walk away believing the same thing I did mm-hmm. going into this conversation, and you are going to do the same too. And, I mean, it's very much known that no one is, like, barely anyone is going to cross over to your beliefs when you're screaming at them. Right. Like, why would I, like, oh, you're screaming at me now? Oh, no, I get it now. <laughs> Louder, please. <laughs> right? That's it why people have debates. They don't have drum. scream fests, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. Oh, now that you screamed it at me, I can hear you. <laughs> remember what, the, the wife swap? And uh, you remember that lady who just yes. went off on the deep end about Oh, Jesus? looking this up. <laughs> Do you remember that, Jess? Mm-mm. No. She was screaming, man. <gasps> oh, wait. Is that that show where they switch wives yeah. and the one was like super... She's very Christian. Yeah. I but did see that. that. I was like, I'm Christian too. And that bothered me though because I'm like, Oh, yeah. Why would you scream at people? That, 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 that would definitely not make anybody want to be a Christian after watching that. No. It's it, like such a bad re- representation of religion. Well, when I went to church all the time, like I went to ministry school, I did all that. But I mean, the worst way you can get somebody to believe in your religion is by repeatedly telling them that they're going to hell and Listening to secular music and playing secular video games is going to land you in hell. Like, there's bigger things that happen that are going to land you in hell. And these are probably those same people that are out cheating on their wives and committing adultery and beating their kids. It's like when people act like they're holier than thou. Yeah. Right. So ego's bad either way you cut it, no matter what end it's coming from. Who are you, God, to tell me that I'm going to go to hell? Right. (laughs) Right. For those of you that don't know... Um, you know, this is from the God Warrior episode of Wife Swap. Long story short, the wife that they had swapped with um, was very into Wicca and um, other spiritual practices or earthy stuff. And uh, the other was like fire and brimstone. I don't know if it was Pentecostal or what, but she was, when she came back to find that, oh, the daughter had a palm reading and she found that out and flipped the fuck out. So let me see if it'll play. This is the you best put of. the devil in my kid. Yeah, after finding out her, her own daughter had a palm read. <laughs> He's not a Christian! She, she's tampering the adult sided stuff! Yes, yes! She did! The entire house is dark sided. It's dark sided too! She flipped. This is tainted! I don't want it. She's ripping up the I money that they had given her from the yeah. wife's off because. Gargoyles, psychics, everything's ungodly. Dark sided. Get the hell out of my house. In Jesus' name, I pray. Did you get hypnotized by her? You did come to my mind. Saltist party. Because they only believe in the moon and the gods and the this and the that. Everything I've been saying and preaching and praying and saying. That sackless husband did nothing. Because he's terrified of her. You're not scared of her? She's batshit. Take whatever you got and get out of my house. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, I pray. She could have donated that money to a Christian organization. Well, the she funny could've. thing is I'm that... Sure she took it back after. No, she did. Yeah. Dark side of psychics, all the things, terror card reading. <laughs> I'm a prayer warrior. They put me on the talk show and had a psych in the air. I took the air set and said, I am flying home. This wonderful star thing. Okay. Yeah, there's Buddha. There's the Buddha flag thrown in a pit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so, you, Satan. I remember that episode. Oh my goodness. Because like she was just she annoyed me. But 
she, <laughs> for those who don't know about Wife Swap, as far as what goes on, um, the the wives who swap, they have control of what the other family does with the money. So they make up a list of what they that family can use on the money with That's the money. Right. So um, they'll get a letter and it says. This many thousand dollars that you get, you have to do. You have to use it for this. These reasons. <laughs> so I think before she even opened it, she's like, "This is all like black magic and evil and stuff." So then she rips up the money, and the family's like, "What?" <laughs> and then she throws it out the door. And but afterwards, I think it said, um, "In it said, uh, you know, when it shows things across the screen, like showing what happened after filming was over with." Mm-hmm. That she ended up changing her mind and she wanted the money and stuff. And well, wouldn't she be <laughs> dark sided like, uh-huh. for letting I know it's like, like greed take happen. over her faith? Well, for even inviting that woman be. into her home, she thought she was dark sided. Well, yeah. why would you agree to wife swap? You dumb shit. Because well, she, she <laughs> with the wife swap thing, she didn't know that it was going to be somebody who was into Wicca. But oh, okay, because they don't know who's going to come to the house. Like even the family doesn't know who. Until the girl gets there and she tells her about herself. Right. Yeah. And so when she found out and she probably heard about the palm reading. But come on, you know that every time that the wife swap happens that it's totally opposite of mm-hmm. that family. So you right. knew that they were going to do an extreme opposite of you. Right. So if you're extremely religious and you're like going to church every day and they're probably going to, yeah, going to get somebody in there who doesn't do that at all. In, that is still opposite. How embarrassed would the kids be going to school after a wife swap aired? <laughs> so your mom, huh? Like I'd say they probably want to be homeschooled after that, but they're trying to probably get away from her like every day and every second that they can because she sounds crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Like everybody in that family was okay with obviously after the wife swap and they had some positive things to say and then the mom's like, no! She's wrong. Dark sided. She's got like some mental illness and she, she uses Jesus you? to like cover it up. She's right. like, no, in the name of God. Exactly. I love how she's like, did she hypnotize you? <laughs> Put her blue spell on you. Did she hypnotize you? And the daughter's looking dumbfounded like, mom, oh, <laughs> you're actually, the look on her face is, we're actually doing this? You're doing this. This is actually, ha- like, this is real life right now? It's really that serious? She's right. like, I don't want these kids anymore. Put them in a fire. <laughs> the dark sided. I'd be like, uh, give me a suitcase. I'll just leave. <laughs> they look like they're old enough to run away. Oh, I know. Well, the one chick, how old was she? I don't know. They look like they were teenagers. High was, schoolers. Yeah, she looked a little bit older, but maybe, I don't know. These kids, you never know these <laughs> kids. Where are they now? <laughs> where are they to now? Google. Right? Where are they now? God. Where? Well, as long as they listen to her, I'm guessing hopefully they're still alive. <laughs> she seems a little. I was just wondering what the, the mom's end. doing. Like, she's <gasps> just terrorizing everybody. Dude, wait. what? what Did she murder her whole family? <laughs> oh, that's oh, not, no, I mean, no. that's sad. But listen, wait. Well, yeah, but I'm like, this curious. is actually. Uh, we always talk about old news on here. But this is from two uh, two thousand seven. Uh, come on, you stupid thing. Load. Uh, America. Goet Perrin, the god uh, obsessed shrew who infamously. Ugh, come on. Sorry, it's loading. But no, one of the kids died. Wow. 
Wait, God warrior parent's daughter dies in a car crash. It was the daughter. Um, Margette G- Perrin, the god obsessed shrew who infamously lost it on Fox's trading spouses. It was trading spouses. That's what it was. After returning to the family, has lost her daughter Ashley in a car crash. Ashley Perrin, twenty five, was driving on the Interstate fifty five in Ponchatoula, L.A. Reports the Hammond Star when her minivan hit a guardrail. According to the cops, Ashley was ejected from the vehicle and died at the scene. But the cause of the accident is unknown. Ashley leaves an eight-year-old daughter. Um, The victim's mother is best known for her God Warrior rant, uh, particularly uh, because she was throwing... um, trying to throw Fox cameras out of her house when she returned to her family and initially refusing to accept the $50,000 prize money because it was tainted and dark-sided. Yeah, that daughter that we were just talking about died in the car so crash. she was 17 when she had her daughter, too? So how old was she in the show, I wonder? Hmm. Yeah. She was like 60 from here. No, I mean the, the, daughter. the daughter. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, she must have been 17. That's really sad because like her whole life, she the rest of her life, she had to live with that you know, piece of shit, like, tainted image because of her crazy-ass mom, and then she died an early death. I, I still somehow want to blame the mom. Yeah. You bitch. Mom probably said some stupid, like, that's because she's on the dark side. Oh, I know. She probably did, too. I was thinking that. She probably like, <clears throat> oh, that, it's because she was riding with Satan because of that show. Right? Yeah. Because you got that palm reading from that devil woman. Right. From like, like 10 ah, years ago. This, I'm done. And then emotionally drove and crying and boom. Yeah. I blame the mom. I'm probably going to hell for that one. No, I blame her too. It's just so stupid. That whole damn thing. So um, before we sign off, I wanted to say that... Uh, the mockumentary we were talking about with uh, Trico Luckins. Um, UFO, the Otis Files movie premiere is this Saturday at 7 o'clock at the historic Howell Theater. I believe there will be tickets available at the show. Um, to find out more, you can go to uh, Facebook and look up UFO, the Otis Files Time to find the premiere. And that is at 7 o'clock. Historic Howell Theater, May 6th. So Howell, Michigan. That is this Saturday. So I just want to let make everybody aware of it. It is a fun mockumentary uh, about a hillbilly Otis who uh, believes he has an alien encounter and takes an alien turd with him on tour as proof <laughs> and um, speaks to uh, several people about it. So yeah, very much a, a mockumentary. Um, I know the likes of uh, Stephanie Maynard is uh, featured in it. Our own podcast Detroit's um, David Phillips is featured in the film. I am featured in the film as well. Yeah, we were talking about you. The Otis Files. We were talking about the premiere by. Um, (laughs) But he is featured in it. Um, Of course, the uh, proprietor for Podcast Detroit. And I am featured in it alongside my colleague, um, David Hayes who is the author of Rotten Tale. He plays Otis, and I play his trailer trash wife. So it is the <laughs> pinnacle of my career, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that is uh, this Saturday, 7 o'clock, Historic Howell Theater in Howell, Michigan. So what have we learned here today? Well, genital piercings, will they give you STIs? I don't know. But somebody go. I'm not gonna try to find out. 
They will make your clit numb after a while. But someone uh, out there might be willing to find out. How about you get a gentle piercing and go in a in a haunted house and see if you get sex with <laughs> and let us know how that works out. Oh my god. And did you get an STI from the ghost? I don't know. A ghost tried to pierce my clit. It was the weirdest thing. <laughs> I asked for the tattoo instead. I woke up and had a gentle piercing. Uh, so, until two weeks from now, I am going to jo- enjoy my concation, my con vacation. I did a show every single weekend in the month of April, including two um, before that in Windsor and um, Toronto. So, and uh, Jason Clark of an elegant weapon uh, pokes fun at the way I say Toronto. It's actually Toronto, and I say to- Toronto. You just pronounce it. Yeah, you, pron- you pronounce it right. Toronto. Toronto. Actually, I guess it's Toronto. Toronto. Because it's it's <laughs> a, a Native American. That's the way they say it, is Toronto. Oh. Toronto. But I say Toronto. <laughs> Tomorrow. Toronto. <laughs> I love you, Toronto. Um, <laughs> So You're yeah, getting sick of traveling, huh? I am. I'm sick of it, and I love being home now. I got to eat popcorn and watch wrestling, and that was awesome. I missed my booboo beer, and uh, I'm getting a massage next week, so I'm very excited about that. I'm treating myself. Speaking of uh, wrestling, um, oh, and actually, not wrestling, but fighting. Uh, did you hear that they had a like a UFC kind of thing at the Yak Arena? No, this past weekend. Mm-mm. It was like a, I guess it was a big ordeal, and then they travel all over. And what happened was, uh, working at the bar, and a group of people came in, and I guess it was Ring Girls and um, the show promoter and one of the refs were talking about it, and said the guy who uh, runs that has been all over the world um, doing the show, and then he's from Grozeal, and so he wanted to support. <laughs> The Down River area and, and was told them about it and came up with the idea of doing it at the Yak, which is pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And uh, he Big offered me, in yeah, and he offered me and my coworker to go to the show, which was going to be the next day, and have ringside seats. I thought you were going to say it as ringside girls, like a job. <laughs> no, cool? um, ringside seats, but uh, I had to work. But yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Big things are happening in Wyandotte. Um. What's well, oh. going on at the Yak? It's a uh, nice facility. Tony had his uh, comic book uh, thing there, and another than this, and yeah, it's hopping. It is hopping. Bing's things are happening in uh, little places. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, <clears throat> I'm Casey Pierce. I'm Holly Ogden. I'm Jess. All <laughs> right. Thank you, and good night.